honestly, from an outsider's perspective, not being going myself, but loving soccer, the GSL sounds amazing. Hey, this is Craig Dillstrom Media. This is DJ Kaya. This is Elliot D'Souza. Hey, this is Jason D'Souza from Aldona. Hey, this is Nash Lobo from Aldona. This is Pascal D'Souza from Calgary. Hey, this is Rosie D. Almeida. Hey, this is Roland Nasperenis. Hey, guys, this is Ron Montero from Lopalin. Hi, this is Roy Fernandez from Donna Paula. This is Ryan D'Souza from Kula. Hey, this is Steffi DeCruz. Hey, this is Tony Nazareth, and you are listening to... And you're listening to... And you're listening to the GSL. The GSL. GSL. GSL Podcast. And you're listening to the GSL Podcast. That's right. Welcome back to another episode of the GSL Podcast. My name is Wendell. This is Season 2, Episode 7. We have a really exciting guest on the show today and tons to talk about. So I'm going to try and get through all the other aspects of the show as quickly as I can to prevent this from being about roughly an hour and a half uh, long episode because there is that much to go into with this guest. But more on that later. First up, let's jump right into the news. First up in the news, we have the GoinSoccer.com website, which is an absolute shambles right now. Throughout the year, you guys have noticed that it's been reporting the wrong people scoring goals, the wrong scores, and even right now, the standings are actually incorrect. Um, That's right, the one time in my 11-year career that Aldena is actually first in the league. It still shows Lotzlin being first. It shows we can never get ahead of them. They'll always have one step above us. But uh, the executive has said that that's because of an internal glitch on the website. And basically, although they're putting the scores incorrectly, it's not showing up correctly. It's not calculating the standings. Uh, so hopefully they're trying to work on that. And hopefully that will be fixed soon and uh, be more correct going forward. Because a lot of people look to the website right away to see the scores and see who actually got credit for the goals. And it prevents me from giving full credit to those people that have scored if the exact names aren't listed. Next up, the eagerly anticipated rematch of Lotalem and Aguada. Uh, is scheduled for Wednesday, August 9th. This is a uh, makeup game from the first game of the season that Aguada was not able to field enough players for. So they'll be playing August 9th. That has huge ramifications for the title race, but more on that later. And uh, that's just to let everyone know when that makeup game will be. Breaking news. Oh, snap. News is broken. Breaking news. Also, this just in the Aguada versus Aldena game, which also has a large impact on the title race scheduled for this weekend uh, has been postponed this is uh, due to mutual interest from both clubs uh, having a lack of players uh, both Aguada and Aldena requested to each other to reschedule the game and both teams came to an agreement and this will be played on Wednesday August 16th um, credit goes to Aguada for securing a field for the makeup game so many thanks to Croydon from Aguada You've got mail, 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 you've got mail, mail, you've got mail, mail, you've got mail, 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 you've got mail, mail, mail. That's right, we got more fan mail coming in. I think this season has been a record of fan mail, which has been absolutely amazing. First one from Elliot D'Souza, who was actually a contestant on the Pecora last year, and he emailed in to say, another win by Aldena. Looking to win as the best team this year, challenging for first place. Great win, Wendell. Bring the championship on later, Elliot. And uh, similarly related, we have a fan mail from Daniel Coots who says, Another win for Aldena this week against Young Colva. Could this be Aldena's year? So uh, thanks again for both those fan mail and they were related to each other, both supporting our team. Um I'm glad that Daniel posed a question in his as I requested from some people. And he's basically asking, you know, Alden's doing well, first in the table right now. Is this our year? And uh, as an Alden player and someone who's been around the league for 
over a decade. What I can say is that everything up until this moment has been great, but it doesn't really count for that much. And what I mean by that is there's plenty of times where a team has had a solid regular season, uh, doing really well, putting a lot of points on the board. And, you know, in the last few weeks leading up to the playoffs, their their form dips, they're not playing as well. And then boom, quarterfinals, one bad game and you're out. So I think it's encouraging that we're doing this well. Um, we've never actually won the league before, so that would be making history for us, which would be really, really amazing. And uh, it would kind of give us a nice boost of confidence going into the playoffs. There is one weird statistical thing that uh, it seems like every 10 years we do tend to make the finals. We've never won the finals, obviously. But in 1997, we made it to the finals and lost to Para. And in 2007, we made it to the finals and lost to Para. And now it's 2017, so maybe we'll make it to the finals again. One thing we know for sure, we won't be losing to Para. But uh, we'll see how things go. Thanks for the fan mail, and hopefully we'll be able to do well this year. All right, let's get into some match recaps. First up, I mean, it was a little bit of a spoiler alert in the uh, fan mail. But yes, Aldona did beat Kolva 2-1. This was a very, very close game. Uh, Kolva came out uh, really hungry. They wanted to win. Unfortunately, they were missing a number of players due to injury. Uh, and most notably, their center midfield triangle. Uh, Aaron De Silva was out injured watching the game. Gavin was out injured watching the game. So that was a huge blow to them. And something we actually game-planned around to try and take advantage of. We really wanted to stack the midfield, win the ball in the middle, and then attack from there. And it, it seemed like our strategy was working in the first half. We were definitely dominating possession. But it seemed like although we'd win the ball, uh, they were playing very solid defensively. And we weren't really getting any solid chances. And I think you would argue against the run of play. About 15 minutes in, uh, the Colville players were released by a nice pass by Jeremy Pinto uh, on a semi-breakaway. And he kind of uh, caught the goalie off guard one-timing it. Uh, a goal by Gilles Diaz. Uh, I think one thing that would be argued is that the goalie was caught out of position and really should have made the save, however. But what made it a little bit more difficult was the nature of the shot. I think it even caught me off guard how quickly his uh, release of the shot was and good placement in the bottom right corner. So a great goal from Gilles. That put them up one nothing and was a huge blow to our morale. And uh, although we applied a lot of pressure, went to the half down one nothing. At halftime, we pretty much said, listen, we're playing well. We're dominating possession. We just need that spark. We just need that goal. And luckily, uh, about midway through the second half, uh, we crossed in the box. There was a little bit of fumbling around. Uh, and then Bevan managed to gain control. And it bounced up in Byron uh, on our team. who has been on a, a good uh, streak of scoring this year, as I previously mentioned. Saw the goalie out of place and one time chipped it over the goalie into the far post, bottom right corner. So another uh, a goal taking advantage of the goalie being in the wrong position. So that tied it up 1-1. And we really had the momentum at that point. However, Kova, you know, they didn't give up. They didn't throw in the towel. They were really fighting hard. They were trying to generate chances. They were playing playing to their level, playing up their game. But uh, unfortunately, with about 10 minutes left in the game, the ball fell to Calvin Rosario at the top of the 18-yard box where he's known to have a great shot. And he took one step to the right and put it in the bottom right corner. And it was 2-1 for us and a huge win uh, because these are the types of games that, although we didn't play that great, and I think a 1-1 tie might have been a fairer result, these are the type of games you grind out, and these are the wins that championship teams do get. So huge result for us. We're really happy about that. That's right. It's the upset alarm. We had Donna Paula versus Mopsa with Donna Paula winning 3 to nothing. The website says 2-0, but I know for a fact it was 3-0. Goals listed here by Bryce Cardozo 
and Mitchell Nunez. I'm not sure who the third scorer is. My apologies. Um, but this was a huge win for Donna Pollard, their first one of the season and their first shutout um, against a hungry Mopsa team that really wanted to get points on their board and take advantage of the last place team. Uh, they played right before us on the same field, and after the game, when we are asking them to score and, and how the game went, you could just tell the Donna Paul team was beaming with pride. They were all super happy. They couldn't wait to tell that they would won. And that's what a win will do for a team. It can be a huge confidence boost. Sometimes you're, if you're playing the right way or you have a system and you're following it and everyone's doing their job and you're not getting the results, at first it's okay. You know, It's just like, just keep doing it. We'll get better. Our, our win will come. But after a certain run of results, you start to lose faith in your team, maybe the leadership, maybe the coaches, and what's going on. So every now and then you need that solid performance that has the victory associated with it to really boost your confidence and say you're on the right track and all the hard work you're putting in is worth it. So huge props to Donna Paula for a big, big win. Um, unfortunately for Mopsa, you know, this is a, a game that they really had to win. They can't afford to drop points. You don't want to linger in the bottom of the table and uh, perhaps finish last because then you're facing the first place team which is always going to be an extremely, extremely tough quarterfinal game. So bad result for Mop, so hopefully they'll be able to bounce back. That's right, we have another upset, and this might be the biggest upset of the season with Bugmalo beating Margau 2-1. to one. This is a match I never in a million years would have predicted Bugmalo to win. And it just goes to show they're on the up and coming. They've won three games in a row. One of their players actually approached me and, and told me I better mention their three-game winning streak. And for a team that started off slow, as I previously mentioned, I talked to Sippy and he said, you know, I don't care about the results. I don't care about the scores. I care about how we're playing and that we're showing progression. So he must be thrilled that um, that progression is turning into uh, victories and results. Um, goal from Morgau by Gavin DeMello. Gavin, as I've said, has having a huge year uh, scoring almost every game. So unfortunate that his team was not able to get a victory here. And goals for Bugmalo. First one from Keenan O'Neill. And the other goal for Bugmalo, you know, last week I called this player out. I butchered his name, but I said, don't worry if you score again. I promise I'll practice. And what do you know? The very next game he scores. So huge shout out to Naga Adrian Ryaverapu. Hopefully that's better. Hopefully I got your name right this time. And uh, another big goal from him. Now, normally I don't talk about yellow cards or I'll, I'll obviously always talk about red cards. Those have huge impacts in the game. Normally I don't talk about yellow cards, but just one yellow card I noticed here. Uh, it says Michael Rodriguez of Bugmalo. That's Mickey Rodriguez, the goalie. And when a goalie gets a yellow card, I mean, sometimes it can be a bad tackle or penalty shot or things like that. But I just have the feeling this is based on no facts. This is all intuition that Mickey got a yellow card in this game for blatant time wasting. I'm sure they were up 2-1 trying to hold on to this win and I bet he just took like forever to do a goal kick or I don't know someone from Bugmal or Margau please contact me let me know if uh, Mickey's yellow card was blatant time wasting because that's what I'm betting right now and I mean total respect to him you gotta do what you gotta do when, you, when you're trying to hold the lead overall um, as I said this was a massive result for Bugmal they're really picking up their performances uh, heading into the playoffs breaking news oh snap news is broken breaking news also, some breaking news regarding Bangmalo. They have signed striker Cameron Medwin. This is a previous player in the GSL known for his extreme level of talent and gold finishing ability. Um, they are also in pursuit of one other signing before the transfer window closes this Friday. But more on that on next week's podcast. Um, Bangmalo is really trying to make a push for the playoffs, really trying to make a stand. 
and maybe upset a higher seed when it gets to there. So kudos to them. Margo, on the other hand, two back-to-back uh, losses for them. Uh, first against Lotulam and now Bugmalo. So that's a lot of points dropped by them. They really need to pick it up, especially as the playoffs approach. But I have no doubt they'll turn around and be more of a threat once the playoffs come around. Next up, we have Lotulam versus Aguada. This was a match with a lot on the line. As last week's statistician Mark Pereira told us, uh, pretty much if Aguada lost this game, they were out of the title race. But if they won the game, they had the title in their own hands. But rather than talk about the game myself, I'd like to welcome a special guest onto the line. Uh, please welcome Keegan Marias from Lotulam. Keegan, how's it going? Uh, Wendell, it's going really good. Thanks for having me. A uh, huge fan of the podcast, and uh, I like the little sound bits, especially when you score. So <laughs> make sure you get a, make sure you get a couple more goals this season. All right. I know I'm lagging behind. I definitely definitely need to score a couple more times so I can keep playing that MVP chant. Um, so <laughs> this was this was a great game. Uh, I watched it uh, before playing our game, and just for those that weren't there. Um, you guys barely had enough to field a team. I saw that you guys only had 11 players, and that's including Jaden, one of your goalies, playing outside of net. Um, Lotulin went down one nothing. Uh, what happened on that goal? Uh, how did you guys go down a goal? Uh, we were a little sloppy uh, at the, in the midfield in the back with possession, and we kind of uh, lost the ball cheaply. Uh, we had a chance to recover, but made a couple of mistakes. It was a scramble in front of goal, and I think uh, Lester's the one who bundled it over. Uh, Josh tried his best, but uh, it's one of those things where it took a deflection, and Lester was the last one to get a touch, and it went in. It was pretty sloppy on, on, on our part because we could have cleared it a couple times, but you know these things happen in the game sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So that's what that's what kind of I noticed as well. Was unfortunately kind of a cheap goal to concede going down one nothing against a strong Guad team. They they had all their players there. They were very strong, and then to make matters worse, off a corner kick, a bunch of scramble in the box. And Brylin went for a save, and it just seemed like his leg kind of exploded on him. He was injured right away, went down. It was kind of a serious injury. Hopefully, he's doing better now or will recover quickly. But he goes down. Jaden has to go in net. And what that means is now you guys are actually playing down a man and down a goal. So I actually saw you guys had a team huddle, kind of refocus, discuss your game plan. And, I mean, people may not believe me, but at that moment, I had like 0% faith that the game was going to end one nothing. I knew you guys were going to come back. You guys always do this. So for those of us that haven't played on Lotulam or aren't in those huddles, can you explain to us what do you guys discuss, who leads it, and, and how do you guys have this mentality of never giving up and always coming back in these games? Uh, well, I can't give away all our secrets, Wendell. Uh, but <laughs> for the most part, it was about, I think if I remember correctly, about 20 minutes to go in the game. Uh, we were just down one. So when we huddled up, all we said was, look, it's, it's one nothing. We know we're going to get at least one chance and we got to take it. Let's just keep it tight for the next, you know, uh, five to ten minutes. Make sure we don't concede anymore. And then we know with our, with our with the talent that we have, we're always going to create chances. We know that. So it just came down to taking those chances. And you know, the one chance we got, we took it, and when we managed to, you know, hold up for the tie. And I think it was Nick Green scoring with the header, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, that was uh, it. Was Nick? Yes. Yeah. So the website says Kyle, but I remember that was wrong. Um, so yeah, so end, end of the game was 1-1, a great result for you guys. Aguada kicking themselves, not having taken this opportunity to take three points away from you guys. Um, as far as the title race, I feel like this keeps it kind of status quo. A lot of the other teams, like for the neutral, we were kind of happy with the tie because we kind of want both of you to drop points. But um, definitely for you guys, uh, a good result considering you played down a man and you were down a goal at that point in time. Now... This moves on. You mentioned the ton of talent on Lotulam. I've said all year, you know, you guys are the most talented team, completely stacked from 
from A to Z, um, part of this, you know, is shrouded in controversy and things like that. So rather than you know, <laughs> always mention Bagmala folding, you coming over with certain players like Craig, Titus, etc. Um, yeah. I want to give you the opportunity to kind of give your point of view. Why did you leave Bagmala after so many years? Why did Bagmala fold? Why did you switch to Lotalim? Sure. Uh, firstly, I just want to say that, you know, me and the other players as well had a great time on Bagmala. Uh, we were we were really competitive for a while, and you know they really treated us like family. I have nothing but love for Sippy, Elton, and you know the whole Bogmalo extended family. Uh, it's just over the years, you know, we were getting less and less competitive, uh, and our attendance was dropping. Like not even practice, like even the games, like we didn't know who was going to show up, and people's like a lot of people's priorities changed, which is perfectly fine because you know we're playing in a in a recreational league. Uh, so we just felt that for us, you know, to play the level that we wanted to and, and compete week in week out. Uh, that a change of teams was necessary. You know, uh, Lotlim and Ron gets a lot of flack for, you know, quote-unquote stealing players, uh, particularly, you know, when when we, moved, when we moved over. But I just want to clear the air once and for all. Like, that wasn't the case. Like, I was the one who actually approached Ron about this whole switch. And, uh, you know, and we let Sippy and the Bogmalo, you know, team know in advance. It's not like we blindsided them two weeks before the league. We tried to, you know, do the right thing and give them heads up. You know, unfortunately, that whole rule came in and kind of threw us for a whack, but we adapted and, uh, you know, four or five years now, it seems like the right decision was made. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it, coming from even my perspective, it's always tempting to look at other teams that have maybe a more competitive mentality, um, a better structure. I mean, Lotslam is a perfect example of that, even Para back in the day. I think from the mm-hmm. neutral point of view, the reason why it was so painful is at the time, Bugmalo, I mean, as you know, was like a staple team in the league and they were folding. Yeah. So from our point of view, it was like, if only they just stayed, they wouldn't have to fold. Obviously, there's a million other factors that go into this, tons of sides, everyone's opinions, as you said. Um, it's good to know that uh, this is something that you initiated and that you're willing to step up and say that. Um, just for us, it's like when you thought of Bugmalo, you thought Sippy, Elton, Keegan. Like those are the three mm-hmm. names that boom, come to mind. Maybe Mickey too, actually, in that. Um, so, so that was kind of sad. So now you found a new home in Lotalim. Uh, the self-proclaimed, uh, curse of Keegan is now, uh, <laughs> is now running strong in the sense that you guys, you come to a team, you've added a lot of talent from Bugmalo. You guys, uh, fit in great. You work really well together. I think your mentalities are perfectly aligned and you've had great success winning the league, going to the finals, going to the finals, but you have yet to win a title. So do you believe in this curse? Do you think it's going to end soon? What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Well, I don't really believe in any curses. You know, I always believe that the the team that plays better on the day ends up winning. Uh, and I don't really, I, I, even if we don't end up winning a title, I don't, we'll never judge our success based on that. It just, you know, based on the way we play week in, week out, you know, the kind of leaders we have on our team to look up to. And uh, like we play a lot of indoor tournaments that we've won just, you know, from all that, I think it's already, you know, reinforces in my mind that the right decision was made. Uh, in terms of, you know, going to the finals, and it, it's been a work in progress. I don't think we've been, you know, this consistent the first couple of years as we've been last year and this year. So we are getting better, you know, week over week, year over year, which is something that we want to do. And uh, hopefully we can break that curse pretty soon then. Yeah, no, you guys are a very consistent team for sure. Um, I predict you guys to win the league. Uh, this year again retain your title just because I find your team so methodical so strategic and and you have great you have a great balance of youth leadership talent uh, finishing scoring Mm -hmm. all that stuff Um, my question is last year you were playing and for a couple years now they actually moved you back to center back I think it's because you have so much offensive firepower on your team but I've noticed recently you've shifted back to your your striker role which is what you were known for in Bugmalo scoring tons of goals um, what what caused that transition from you going back to D and then going now 
returning to your your normal position at striker? Uh, it was just something new that we wanted to try out just to see if we can hold on to the back, sorry, hold on to the ball a bit more, uh, you know, from behind. Uh, and also, I think, like, I don't think I was in as good shape maybe last year, just busy with my wedding. Uh, so it was just it was just a tactical change that we made to try and see, you know, how that would work. Uh, this year, I decided to, you know, get a little bit more in shape and, and stay up top so here I can contribute with some more goals instead of just defense. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So speaking of which now, uh, well, great news in the league happened this year when we went back from seven to eight teams, but Malo returned. Um, was there ever a thought in your mind, you know, Bugmalo's back, maybe they'll be more competitive, Sippy's back, Elton went to Bugmalo. A lot of people that used to be on Bugmalo returned to them. Um, was there ever a thought between you, uh, Craig, uh, maybe even Josh, Titus, uh, to return to your first team, Bugmalo? Uh, there was a lot of, you know, talk in, you know, our circles about us going back. But uh, no, as of right now, we're not really thinking about it. But who knows, maybe in a couple of years, uh, like LeBron, I might go back. <laughs> Exactly. Got to bring a title to the land of Bogmalo. Yeah. I got to win a title here first, though, so let's see how that goes. Exactly, exactly. I know. Me and you, still still trying to get that first title under our belt. <laughs> maybe, yeah, that's true. Maybe if, maybe if we don't, neither of us win this year, we can both find a new team. <laughs> we'll both join a guad yeah. or something like that. Yeah, we might have to get an agent, Kaya, see if Kaya is available. <laughs> yeah, exactly, to, to execute that transfer. I think Aldana might execute me first, but uh, enough, enough about that. <laughs> So um, when it comes to the rest of the season now, obviously uh, winning the league is important because of seeding for playoffs. Winning the title obviously is the most important thing. There's always individual awards like MVP, Golden Boot. This year it seems like Steven Fernandez has a hold on the Golden Boot race. This is something you previously yep. uh, won before. And this is another thing kind of shrouded in controversy that I talk about a lot, as you know, uh, which is the, <laughs> the goal scoring record. It was held for so long by David D'Souza from Par at 13, who was one of the best strikers the league has ever seen. And then in the same year, yourself and Neil scored 16 goals, beating the record, and now you guys are tied for the new one. Um, I've always questioned this as a record. It's just my personal opinion. I don't mean to offend you or anything like that. But I just remember, you know, seven goals each against uh, uh, Dabolim back in the day. And I just, I didn't, it didn't feel as real a record to me to, to break that kind of all-time uh, record set by David D'Souza. What, what is your opinion on this record? Is it something you even care about? Uh, no, to be honest, uh, I don't remember scoring that many goals that game. I, in fact, remember missing a penalty uh, more than anything. So but, you could have, you you know, have had like, the record all by yourself then? Yeah, I actually could. I, uh, but it's something that Neil and I always joke about because we always remember being at, at 17, but for some reason the website has 16. Uh, but, you know, records are meant to be broken. Someone's going to come along. You know, maybe it's Steven this year and break it. Uh it's, you know, I never really go into a game thinking, oh, you know, this team's weak and I'm going to get, you know, five or six goals. I'm just trying to score every chance that I get. And that's the mentality that I take to every game. Yeah, that, no, that makes a lot of sense. So coming down to this season now, when you guys talk amongst Lotulim, um, is winning the league important to you guys or is it really just about winning the championship? Or does, you know, I've spoken previously about how where you seed yourselves for the playoffs is a big deal. Obviously, last year you guys got a buy because you finished first. Mm -hmm. This year there won't be any buys, yeah. but is winning the league your priority right now or are you guys only thinking about the playoffs and the championship? Uh, winning the league is important in my book because it just shows consistency throughout the season. But when the playoffs start, it's, it's, a, it's a whole new ballgame altogether because everyone comes with a different level of intensity uh, that we got to raise our level to. So if we can do that, I think we'll be poised to make a good run this year as well. Perfect. And last question for you would be, 
you know, you've had the experience of playing on two great teams. Uh, Bagmola had previously won the league as well with you. And now you've mm. been uh, consistently doing well with Lotalim. Uh, what is it you find that makes a good team great? In the sense that we have a lot of teams in the league that are very talented, but haven't had that same level of consistency, as you said. I mean, I, th- I think the key word for Lotalim is consistency. You know, week in, week out, you guys are going to put in a good performance. And that's why I said, I don't care if the score is 2 nothing and half, 3 nothing. I never count you guys out because your mentality is so strong. So what is something you've noticed about these teams that, that makes it that way? And what advice would you give to maybe some of the younger teams in the league, like uh, Donna Paula, Mopsa, who are trying to find that mentality and consistency? Uh, I think you hit the right word. I think mentality is key. you got to have that mentality that you, you know, you're never out of the game and you can always come back. And then the way we play as a team, we're always trying to be greater than the sum of our parts because we have a lot of skill, but it can't just be each one working, you know, individually. We got to work together and, and be greater than the sum of our individual talents. And that's something that we always try to do in our games. And then do you guys currently have like a training schedule or practices at all uh, during the week? Uh, this year, actually, we've not been practicing so far. We're trying to get it started, uh, hopefully, so we can have a good run for the playoffs. But normally we practice once a week. Once a week. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, that was a great interview. Thanks for coming on and thanks for talking about all these topics. I mean, these are recurrent themes that I love to talk about on the podcast um, because, you know, a little controversy is always kind of fun to talk about. <laughs> now that you've cleared it all up, now it's kind of boring that I can't really bring up all this controversy all the time. <laughs> uh, any last uh, shout outs you want to give? Uh, no, I just, you know, I, I think you always uh, hit the nail on the head. I like your analysis. Uh, you do a great job. Keep it up. Thanks a lot. Appreciate your support. Appreciate your team support. And uh, the Lotalum fans always coming out in big numbers is huge, you know, getting some support for the league, getting some crowds involved. So hopefully uh, you guys have a good remainder of the season. We don't play each other again. So it's going to be, I think, down to the wire for the title race. But uh, maybe you could, guys could drop some points and we could win for the first time. <laughs> All right. We'll see what we can do, Wendell. Thanks. <laughs> All right. Nice talking to you. Thanks so much to Keegan for coming on the podcast. Truly a great guest and a really nice guy. Been wanting to talk to him for a long time about Bogmalo, the record, the transfer, all that. So, so glad we got to clarify it today. Let's finish up with some match predictions for this upcoming week. As I mentioned before, Aguada versus Alden, a game has been postponed. So the first game up is Lotalum versus Mopsa. This is a game that I predict Lotalum to win. Lotalum will have uh, Nick De Silva and Craig both coming back from suspension, and they'll be eager to get three points on the board after a couple of ties. So definitely predict them to win this game. Moving on, we have Margao versus Donna Paula. Donna Paula coming off a huge win of the season. However, I do feel like Margao still is a little bit too strong for them. Margo is a team that's been floundering, having some poor results recently, especially losing to Bugmalo last week. So I do think Margao will come out with a victory here. And finally, we have Kolva versus Bagmolo. This is actually a, a, a game that both teams really, really want to win. Bagmolo wants to keep their winning streak going, and Kolva really wants to bounce back and assure themselves in the top half of the table. Uh, I think this is going to be a close game, but I'm actually going to predict Bagmolo uh, to kind of surprise people and keep that winning streak going. But I think maybe it'll be a 1-0 or a 2-1 game, a very close game. That's all for this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you want to be on the show, please do email me, thegslpodcast at gmail.com. Hopefully you guys send some more fan mail, and we'll be back next week with a brand new episode.